0: On this pulpit, sharing God's word with you. I remember when we were in the movie theater, <laughs> we were not home. This is home. And I thank God for that. I thank God for connection. God has a way of connecting the dots. And his way of doing it is beyond us. And all we have to do is to let him run the show, and we'll be amazed to see what he will be doing. I thank God for Connection Christian Church, not just because you are a partner. I am very glad we are partnering together to foster the cause of Christ, not just here in Haiti, but on other parts of the world. But I thank God for the work that this church is doing right here the influence that you are having on people, on the lost. I'm encouraging you to keep on doing God's work here. I thank God for the partnership also because of the way you have been so involved with Living Water. When the first team went to Haiti back in 2016, I believe, when we stepped in Highland, we had a rickety bridge where we had to be careful not to be baptized a second time. (laughs) And this would not be in clean water baptism. Then we step on the ground where the school was going to be. And and I'm looking at my Western friends. I'm wondering, the school in America, and there's going to be a school right here? And the school is here now. The bridge has been built. The school has been built. And we can hardly keep up with the school. Would you believe that today there are over 600 kids learning every day in that place? (laughs) I said we can't keep up because we have literally to stop taking people in because we want to be able to manage the situation at least. (laughs) So I thank God for all of you and I pray special blessings on Paula, on Sherry, and all of you who make it possible for Living Water to go forward. If you have not been here Friday, I'm not rubbing it, my friend Jennifer. If you have not been here Friday, you missed big. We had fun. If you did not see me as the sheriff, I was a sheriff. Of course, I took a few, a couple selfies at home, and they are, they are the time of their lives, seeing me as a share. So thank you all, and God bless you for what you have been doing, and let us continue to partner together to change several for Christ. This morning, before I bring the message, I have a habit in Haiti to sing the chorus of "Then sings my soul." So, please allow me to sing it. I have a reason to sing it because I want my soul to sing for who God is in my life and for what He has done for me and my family and living water. I have two sons who are studying here in America. Mark is here, you know Mark. It's a great blessing. You don't know how good you have, the education you have, and all the things that are available to make education possible. I wish we had 10% of what you have. Or even 5% would be better off. So when I think about what God has done for me spiritually, when I think about all the relationships that God has given me and where he has put me, I want to say, then sings my soul. Then sings My Savior, God, to Thee. How great the word. How great the word. Father, we come to hear You this morning. Please speak to us. Help us to listen. Help us to do your will, in Jesus' name. The text we'll be using today is from the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. Revelation, chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. I will be reading from the New American Standard uh, Bible, so some of you will have, for sure, other translation, but that's what I will be with- reading. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, the first and the last who was dead and has come to life says this, I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich. And the blasphemy by those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to cast some of you into prison so that you will be tested and you will have tribulation for 10 days. But be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. He who was unheared, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. The book of Revelation is addressed to seven churches. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, and uh, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. And all those churches were located in the region we call today Turkey. Of those seven churches, five of them got negative notes, but two had good score, perfect score. And those two were Smyrna and Philadelphia. And my friend, when you think about Smyrna and the good notes that they have, there's a reason for that. Smyrna was a city of 200,000 people, about like uh, uh, the two thirds of the city of St. Louis. Smyrna was beautiful. It was called the crown of Asia or the ornament of Asia. Some call it the flower of Asia. She got some of these titles because of its beauty. It was a beautiful place. But in spite of its beauty, Smyrna was also the ground for worshiping of Satan. There were lots of gods being worshipped in Smyrna. And, and, and Zeus was one of them. Aphrodite, uh, Asclepius, and Apollo. I mean, many, many gods were being worshipped there. It's the city of Smyrna that received the privilege, if you want to call that a privilege, to be the town where Caesar's is worshipped big. So if you are in Smyrna, you are expected Every year to offer sacrifices, not only to these, to those gods that we've just talked about, but especially to Caesar. And when you finish to do that uh, worship, you burn incense, you eat with the gods, they give you a certificate, proving that you did it. But if you refuse to worship Satan or worship those gods, you will be in deep trouble. Now, there was one group of people who refused to worship those gods, who refused to worship Caesar, and those people were the Christians, they, because they refused to worship Satan, they were under heavy prosecution. Now, I know in the United States of America, we are free to worship Jesus, right? However, you are losing this freedom one drop at a time. And I'm afraid, as time goes on, it may flow faster than that. I'm afraid that the day will come that in America, there might be persecution like other countries in the world, if not worse than other countries in the world. The question is, Will you be able to withstand the test when those days arrive? Will you willingly agree to suffer for Jesus Christ? Or will you bail out on Jesus? This morning, God has called me and set me here to tell you to be faithful now and to be faithful when those days arrive until the end. And our text this morning offer important revelations about Jesus Christ in the Church of Smyrna. The first important revelation that I want to share with you this morning, it is a description about the identity of Jesus the identity of Jesus. In every letter to the seven churches, there are some revelation about who Jesus is. If you read chapter 1, and you will see that all the identities of Jesus are found in this chapter. In the letter to Smyrna, Jesus called himself the first and the last. That's one of his identity in this letter. The second, he called himself the one who was dead and has come to life. Those identities were very significant in Smyrna because Smyrna pride herself to be the first of Asia but Jesus is saying I am not just the first but I am also the last I am the alpha but I am also the omega Everything as a beginning I don't Everything will end at some point I will not So basically, Jesus is calling the sufferers of Smyrna, do not worry about those who can persecute you today because they have a birth certificate. I don't know if you know what that means, if you have a birth certificate. That means sooner or later, you will have a death certificate. But as far as Jesus, he is eternal, as far for Jesus, he is the creator, as far as for Jesus, he is there forever. So if you are suffering for his name's sake, keep on keeping on. My friend, the advantage that you and I have, we are part of the winning team. Sooner or later, we will win. I love winning. <laughs> Seriously, folks, I love winning. The simple fact that I know that my team cannot lose will make you chide you. So I'm glad to be in the winning team. Jesus called himself the one who was dead, who is now alive. There was a time in 7th century B.C., Smyrna was dead, and Smyrna has come to life to the point that they can call themselves the first of Asia. But Jesus said, "Um, you talking about something that happened several hundred years, it was for me a few years ago, I was dead, and I'm alive, and for me, death will never come to me again. Guess what? Today, Smyrna is not in existence, but Jesus is. This is our advantage. We are on the winning team. Oh, one thing I don't like when I'm preaching in America is that clock. (laughs) Second. Second revelation is a description of the Church of Jesus Christ in Smyrna. The Church of Jesus Christ in Smyrna is giving a few... Pretty good mark. Jesus said, I know your tribulations or I know your persecutions. You know one thing about Jesus? We don't have to tell him. He knows. When Paul was written the letter to the Corinthians, he said, I know those things from the family of Chloe. But as for Jesus, he knows everything. You cannot fool him. I cannot fool him. We better live in a way pleasing to him. The Christians of Smyrna were poor. In a rich city, they were poor. Their poverty came from the fact that they could not get a job. People would not hire them because they could not show off that certificate. And many of them lost their businesses because they could not show off that certificate. And they live in the middle of wealth, yet they are poor. But Jesus said, don't worry, you are spiritually rich. Folks, I want you to know we are not home. We are all immigrants Our home is in heaven. So let us not live like we are home. We should remember here we are foreigners. I carry my passport with me. You know why? I'm not home. I bet you I can challenge you, don't have your passport with you. So let us live in a way that shows we are citizens of heaven. So if we live like citizens of heaven, we will not be distracted by the stuff of this world. Our eyes will be on Jesus. Jesus, my friend, want our eyes to be on eternity. If you are distracted by this world, we will want the, the, the riches of this world We want to be the brightest and the best of this world. We want to be in front page magazine. We want to be talk nice. But let me tell you, we are not home. We need to live like we are not home. The church outside of America is under persecution. For example, a woman in India saw they killed his sister right in front of our eyes because she is a Christian. One man in North Korea got killed because he is a Christian. And so far this year, 260 million Christians are living under persecutions. 2,983 have been already killed just this year, 2020. And 9,488 churches their building have been attacked. And 3,700. 11 believers are in jail now. Maybe you are saying this happened because they don't live in the greatest country in the world, America. Yes, you are right. That is a good news. The bad news is your religious freedom is being evaporated right under your eyes. Seriously, folks. We need to be ready because the persecution will be increasing in America. If you are not following the media, you are being persecuted right now. They just don't come yet to burn to do some of the stuff they were doing in other countries, but every day we are being ridiculed, we are being mocked. So, my friend, what I am asking you Be faithful now and be faithful then. I want you to remember, God never forsakes one of his. God never forgets one of his. God never fails one of his. In time of trials and persecution, be faithful until the end. The third word of revelation is a word of comfort for the church of Smyrna. Jesus never promised his disciples that the road will be smooth. Never. He never said that the life will be rosy. Never. He, in fact, said, if you want to come after me, you must deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow me. This is a life of suffering. This is a life of sorrow. This is a life of trials and persecution. Where do we get the idea we will be living in comfort. The brothers and sisters in Smyrna had it bad. And if you read verse 10, God is telling them things are not going to change soon. In fact, some of you will be arrested and be put to jail. And you will suffer for 10 days. 10 days uh, basically mean for a short time. But how short is short? Because if you are thinking from the idea of eternity like we should, 90 years is a short time, 100 years is a short time. But if you are thinking like us human beings would want, we want short time to be two minutes. We will suffer. And in the means of our suffering, we need to be faithful to Jesus. That's what you expect of us. Hearing is not just a physical act. It's also a spiritual act. And Jesus asked his church to hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And what the Spirit is saying to the church this morning is to be faithful unto death. When you are going through bad times, watch out what you say. Never say, Jesus forgets me. Never say, Jesus fails me. Never say, Jesus, forget, uh, 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 abandon me. No, he will never do that. He is with you. You may say, well, I don't feel his presence sometimes. I know what you mean. I don't feel his presence many times. But a feeling does not bear into his, about his presence because he is always there with us. There is a village who had a nice congregation with nice people. The people were farmers, school teachers in the village. Ladies will take farm produce to sell in open market. Very nice village. But the village had one problem. There was a game in the village. And the elders of the village could never put a hand or a finger who are part of the gang. And we are not part of the gang. But the gang members are right there in the village. They carry their business very subtle. But they observe something. Every day the doors of the church is open, people are flooding there, and Sunday especially. And the gang leader said, Do you believe? He's talking with his men. Do you believe all of them are Christians really? And some of them said, Well, the way this seems, it seems you are Christian. He said, Let's do a test. On a Sunday, we will invade the church, we all will be masked, and we will point gun at them. Those who stay, we will tell them at first we will kill them, and those who, live, who, 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 who run, rush out of the church, we let them live. And one Sunday they did exactly that. They rushed into the church, gun in their hand, and they, the guy, one of the guys stood in one of the benches and he said, uh, uh, I give you, on count of three seconds, all of you who leave will have saved their lives, but those who stay, uh, who want to stick with your peasant Jesus, we will blow your head. Oh, suddenly, people just flock, step on people because they are living. About 70% of the people left. But there are a few who would not bail out on Jesus. They stay no matter what. And after they left, the guy took out their mask and they said to the pastor, Here are the true Christians. You are those who are following Jesus. You are the one I want to imitate. The gang members give their life to Christ. And those who left, they lived in shame for giving up on Jesus. My friends, Christian life is not easy. If they told you it was, it's not. But we have one advantage. Jesus is with us always. Persecution will come for sure. It will increase. For sure, it will increase. Do not bail out on Jesus. Be faithful unto death. If you are here this morning and you have not given your life to Jesus yet, This is the time to do it. Christian life is not easy, but Jesus will be with you. And when Jesus is with you, all is well. And if you are here this morning, you need prayer to stick with Jesus. You can come forward and we'll be praying for you. Remember, be faithful unto death. Father God, oh, I know, I know, I know. Christian life is not easy. People trash us. They trample us under their foot. They say crazy, nasty things about us. And as we are talking, many of our brothers and sisters are being killed all over the world. Help us to be faithful unto the end. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Sal, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you. I'm glad you got to experience this. This is a partnership that we have in the gospel. And uh, as Sal said, if there's something that you have on your heart that you want to come down and talk about, I'll be here uh, in the front. Sal will be here as well, and we'll pray with you. Uh, This morning, I want to give you some great news. So Friday night at the the Trivia Night, so far we've raised, I heard, almost $25,000. So there will be clean water in Haiti, in the Highland Village. There will be children who will get to go to school. Thank you for your generosity. I don't think that Sal should go home under 25000 So if you haven't had a chance to be part of this, uh, why don't you just feel really good about what God's done through you. Help us get over $25,000. If, you, if God's moving your heart and you need to do something with this financially, you go to the missions table. And Paul, will you be there? All right, so you go talk to Paul at the table, and let's get over $25,000. And if you need to do something with this message today, I'll be down front. Sal will be here, and uh, Chad, one of our elders as well, will be. And you come and pray. Let me read our benediction. Would you stand with me? This is from 1 Thessalonians. May the Lord make our love for one another and for all people grow and overflow May the Lord make your heart strong, blameless, and holy as you stand before God our Father when our Lord Jesus comes again with all his holy people. Amen? Amen. God bless you all.